Welcome to Coffee with the Chiropractor, the podcast to help you unlock the secrets to improved health and wellness. Whether you're a chiropractor or chiropractic patient, we'll be traveling across the globe to talk to professionals who can help you to discover new ways to improve your health or the health of your patients. From chiropractors to osteopaths, personal trainers to nutritionists, we aim to help you in all of your needs. Here to host the show, a chiropractor, wellness coach, and life enthusiast, Dr. Patrick Hogg. So I want to welcome all of our listeners back to another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor. It's your host, Patrick Hogg. And today we have a really special guest. Uh, He is a chiropractic advocate. Uh, He's been coming in to see me as a patient in the clinic probably over a year now. And uh, he is, his background is as a personal trainer, but he's really, he studied in Portsmouth uh, in a sports and exercise physiology degree with fitness management. And he now has gone on to be much more of a sustainable movement and functional movement patterns coach. So he's still working in that personal training background, but rather than being that generic guy that sits in the gym and just makes you do the bench press and the squats and just run up and down the gym a hundred times, He's actually gone and thought about what is it that makes movement and exercise sustainable so that people don't just go down and do 100 squats and batter their knees and break their backs. You know, and as a chiropractor, by the way, like it's so refreshing to see someone like this walk into my office when they've got so much knowledge and skill in what they do and come and ask me for help because I still learn so many gems off of this gentleman. Everybody gets his name wrong, but his name is Tiamo Franco. And I really, 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 really want to give him a super warm uh, welcome to the guest. We've gone slightly different today because we've had a lot of chiropractors on the show, but we're going to have something slightly different. And I know we're going to get some really good, different conversation from this gentleman. And if there's anything that I've missed, Tiamo is going to tell us a little bit more about himself now. Hello, hello. Nice to um, see you. How you getting on? Warm welcome. Yeah, really good to see you as well. This is great. Um, <laughs> I always say we've got to put more of our conversations out there for people. <laughs> yeah, 100%. 100%. So we obviously have a lot of conversations because obviously you've been coming into the clinic for a long time. Uh, and it's always nice to kind of, uh, you know, chinwag with someone that's actually got a sense of understanding of the human body and the physiology and different elements that kind of come into it. Because I know obviously you're a personal trainer, but we've had like tons and tons of conversations on stuff like nutrition hydration and sleep and all of these other things so i know for me when i'm adjusting tiamo i don't need to give him the lectures about all of this other stuff because he's practicing the stuff that i preach to all my patients he just really needs me to work out his neurology and and work on those areas but he's going to just tell us a little bit more about himself and kind of how he got into that path and the ways that he's ways he's got himself to where he is today yeah tell us a little more um, yeah, likewise, when I'm um, in, <laughs> in treatments by you, they're asking questions. What's that do? Why? <laughs> Always going to stay learning. Um, so my name is Tama Franco, and I'm a holistic health and movement practitioner, um, founder of Infinite Being. And this is a company that I've uh, created to be able to provide more than just the typical um, personal training that you see in gyms, conventional training methods and also start to integrate more of the holistic um, health and lifestyle practices to be able to improve health um, and vitality full circle. Mm -hmm. So 
maybe you can just tell us a little bit more why why was it why was it that you decided to go into personal training and like fitness training and sustainable sustainable movement patterns? What is it that really attracted you about that kind of style of work? Um, well, shout out to my mother. Um, she put me onto a good practice of uh, health and uh, conscious awareness um, very early on, and she was a nurse, and so naturally. Um, I wanted to be involved with uh, health and I really was passionate about excelling and learning more about myself in that way because, <laughs> well, they call it kinesthetic learning, but I wasn't very good at sitting down. So <laughs> I got pretty good at physical learning and that's really, I feel, where my gifts are. I've got a lot of energy and a lot of enthusiasm for being able to uh, help others. That's what gives me the best feeling. And through my process of first starting off with self-education and learning more about the human body in school and college, um, to then going to university and focusing more into like a performance basis, working with athletes at the athletic union and other members of um, just the student communion there. So that gave me a foundation towards more of a performance orientation. And then later on towards my third year of university, I started doing my medical exercise referrals. Um, and this is when I came home at Christmas and I had the exact same case study in my medical exercise referrals as mum at home. <laughs> you know what I mean? um, and that was one of the things that I was doing as rehabilitation. So that got me even more sort of um, connected and grounded in with, oh, hang on, this can be something that I do to be able to help people as a preventative as well as performance. And in fact, then starting to see that the preventative measures that I was applying started to, to be a rehabilitation and solid foundation for the core strength principles that we're already applying to be, be able to create high levels of performance. Every athlete has some sort of compensation. So when we started to do more of that, it allowed me to see um, more of the full spectrum of actually um, medical care all the way to performance. Um, and when I came back from university, I really started to think about more about how I wanted to have an impact in the world. And this led me towards um, ecology and sustainability. So mm. being able to create sustainable communities and ways of living um, that apply holistic health and principles to be able to improve the quality of life on Earth. Um, and this is what I've started to include into my practice and direct my life towards yeah because it's interesting because you didn't always train like this no. like functional movement patterns and sustainable movement patterns isn't what you used to because you used to i i know from obviously our conversations in the past that you used to you used to uh, play lacrosse when you're at university and when you were playing lacrosse it was much more conventional based training there was a lot of bench press a lot of heavy squats and bent like you know the, the same stuff that we see a lot of the time is the reason why people end up coming to see us Right, because these much. these movement patterns. There's nothing wrong with these movement patterns, by the way. And both me and me and Tiamo both agree. There's nothing wrong with these movement patterns so long as they're put in with the other movement patterns that we should be doing. And in, and in the correct context, like naturally, a squat is something which is a, is a fundamental human movement with a really heavy load on your back on a bar, putting a position into your spine that's going to start to cause compensations. A back squat is a fast way to compress your spine. Hashtag Patrick's business card. <laughs> <laughs> L L5 disc, disc, 
decompression. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's only a amount of time because those it's, it's physically what's happening during those exercises. And when we start to actually look at how the body works as a whole to create movement uh, and beyond that, looking at how the body is literally adapted and evolved to create movement and what movements we have an inclination towards, then we start to see what we need to be doing as a foundation for good health, but also to be able to create solid foundations for other practices, which we can do. However, you have to make sure you have a functional foundation first because otherwise you're building on top of sand. <laughs> and this is exactly the same kind of principles that we're teaching in chiropractic as well. It's like, it, it's, it's really interesting to obviously, uh, you know, uh, drop a conversation with someone in a slightly different uh, practice, but the, the foundation, the principles are the same. You have, you have to set that foundation first because like if you don't have the right mobility in your hips, your knees, your lower back, you can't, you can't, physically can't do a squat so that you know you and and it's it's it pains me to see that i walk into so many gyms and the first thing i see is these uh these guys uh they're they're on the squat racks and they put like 200 kilos on a bar and yet they can't even touch their toes and they're trying to deadlift 200 kilos and you just know that those those muscle movement patterns that stability uh you're gonna you where you're lacking the mobility in another area you're going to have to try and make that up somewhere else. So somewhere that would have been a stable area before, gone. Like like choices. And I, I think there's a general <laughs> applicability of truth to that is that you, you see people, and this is where if we can see more of actually what's driving the, the reasons that we choose to do things, is it like, is it something that's a passion for you? Is it something that's uh, a social or culture? Is it something which is uh, a value system which has been instilled by you externally? And seeing that people place a lot of value on wanting to get big speaks on, uh, on, a, on a wide variety of planes of existence. Is, is it physical? Is it emotional? Is it mental? And I think it's, it's all of the above. And when people start to make decisions for what they're going to do every day in life that contributes to their everyday life experience what decisions are those really interesting really interesting so i look we could talk all day about this stuff but there are there are a couple of things that we want to try and instill value into the listeners that are coming in onto the show so there are a couple of questions that i'd really like to to pick your brain on so what we know obviously pretty much all personal trainers are going to do some level of training okay but maybe you can tell us a little bit about your lifestyle, like some of the things that you do personally in order to kind of keep yourself well, keep yourself healthy. Drink more water, um, <laughs> connect with nature, take your shoes off and connect with nature every day. Um, ways to navigate. Live from your heart. Jesus said it. It's a good idea pay attention to how your body actually reacts to your experiences in life and listen to what it's saying to you. Your body is the present moment. Joy is the process of breaking free from patterns that no longer serve you. So stay in the present and live joyfully. When it comes to doing things like meditation, which has really helped me out through my journey to a degree which it's kind of, it's, it's hard to describe it. 
you can only really get a sense of it looking back and thinking, what if I didn't meditate? And just knowing that a meditation is like a, a personal mediation and just by breathing in, you can take a step back and allow yourself to see the situation. Um, in terms of movement, there's a lot of movement that happens in gyms. Um, let's make it purposeful movement. Let's decide what the purpose is of our training and what outcomes that we want. Um, Self-inquiry is probably one of the greatest things that I have ever experienced in life. And working to a understanding that your body is always speaking to you and you know the answers when you can quiet your mind has really helped me. Um, in terms of actual movement, look at the natural patterns that we have evolved from. If we weren't doing it 10,000 years ago in terms of movement, it's probably not what we've evolved for. If we weren't eating it 10,000 years ago, it's probably not what we've evolved for. So living a more um, lifestyle that's actually aligned with the human being, like the physical vehicle that we're living life through, um, those are some of the main things that you can start to reflect on and sort of gain a understanding of who you are. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting, right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Cause like, uh, we, we've done about, uh, 10 podcasts now and it's so interesting to see like some of the really common themes that come out. Cause you can see all the people that are appearing on these podcasts. They, they all not necessarily meditate, but they, you can see how they set their mind up. They set their mind up for success. And that's really the biggest thing. Like, you know, like meditation doesn't necessarily have to be that idea of being a Tibetan monk sitting on top of the mountain with a gi and thinking um, all day, right? Like, the th it, like, this is the strange thing about meditation. There's this, uh, there's almost this stigma that surrounds it. But like what you were saying is that it's giving you that time and that space to look back and reflect on what it is that you're doing so you can be more sustainable. It also gives you that chance to check in with your body. The yeah. really interesting thing that you said about it is like checking in with my body and seeing like, and actually visualizing what it is that you need to do and what is actually sustainable, sustainable in your life, which is really interesting. There was also another really interesting point that uh, I, I, you, you said right at the beginning of when you were just talking, I didn't want to interrupt you because I could see there was a flow going <laughs> and it was, and it was, it was, um, it was about having, taking your shoes off taking your shoes off like this is one of the things i love about tiamo when he comes into the clinic he's almost always wearing a very particular type of shoe uh and i th these are fascinating by the way um i forget i forget the name of the author uh i've got the book on the shelf behind me yeah her name's her name's uh katie katie bowman Nice. A really interesting book, actually. She she writes a book all about feet, and she wears the same shoes as uh, Tiamo. It's the Vibrams, right? That's it. Okay, just tell us a little bit more about those. Cause, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just tell me a little bit more. and what, like, Some of the reasons why you do stuff like that. Because you said about... Um, Oh wow! If, yeah. If 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 you if you if you were here like ten thousand years ago and we weren't moving like that, it's probably not a movement we should be doing now. If we weren't eating this ten thousand years ago, like the idea of these shoes is kind of based on that concept as well. Yeah. Um, 
How long have we got? It's what's natural. It's the shape. It's the shape of the foot. Anything else is is kind of like a, a very luxurious clog. Um, it creates what termed in the industry like dead feet. People aren't able to get feedback from their feet to their brain and able to stabilize their feet and their ankles properly. Feet are very intricately muscled systems, and when those start to get locked up, it causes a lot of restrictions throughout the rest of the body. Um, Midfoot mobility limitations can create hip mobility limitations, can create spine and shoulder mobility limitations. Talking about the whole body, there's lines of fascia which are connected from the toes all the way up into the eyebrows. Yeah, like everything is connected, and any sort of restriction is a restriction on your being. Um, so, in terms of the shoes, look how children run <laughs> on their toes. <laughs> look how children breathe with their belly. If you look at what's naturally occurring before condition sets, before conditioning sets in, that will start to show you what is our natural patterns and anything deviating away from our natural patterns, which are actually like incredibly efficient um, and also very versatile. If we start to create dysfunctional patterns of living and movement, we will literally start to decrease our ability to live well. And in terms of living an intelligent lifestyle, you know better, do better. Actually, that's a really interesting like like saying as well, because I was always taught like if you don't know and don't do, you can't blame someone. But if you know that you're doing something wrong and you're doing it wrong, that's just downright stupid. That's it. I mean, I, I mean, look, we're not ever going to be perfect. There are going to be things that you know that you're doing wrong that you could do better, but you just maybe don't find the time. And that's the thing is it's finding time. It's not you don't have the time. You've chosen not to make the time for that thing. Now, if you've addressed that and you're okay with that, it's not necessarily it. to say that it's an okay thing to do, but you've, you've accepted that you're not going to do that thing. So you've accepted the consequences that come with that. That's it. And I think it's all about, it's all about balance. Obviously, I still have other pairs of shoes. Um, just it's I refused to wear shoes when I was younger. <laughs> Always moving around, didn't want to wear shoes, and then started to wear shoes more when I moved here from um, Africa when I was younger. And wow, it just changed how active I felt. And I've seen studies showing that children um, pay more attention in class when they have shoes off. Like we literally get feedback from our feet to our brain. It's like if you wore um. If you wore shoes on your hands, do you think you'd even be able to text or type? Yeah, you wouldn't be able to feel the same. You wouldn't be able to. It's really interesting because this is kind of going into the stuff that we really delve into as chiropractors, going into that neurology and the way yeah. that systems all feed back. And, and the, the spine is the primary feedback center, but the secondary, the second highest. So 90% of stimulation to your cerebellum, which is your part of your brain for balance, coordination and posture. The secondary, second highest area past the spine is the foot and the ankle. Is the second oh, highest wow. proprioceptive area because it's the thing that's in contact with the ground. If you didn't have good proprioception at your ankle and your feet, you're going to be falling a lot. And if people are falling a lot, guess what? The chances are you've either got a problem with your spine or your feet. They're the two yeah. most likely. Most yeah. likely. <laughs> There's others. There are others. Don't get me wrong. There are loads of reasons why you could be falling, but they're going to be your two primary areas you're going to have to look at. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you for letting us know a little bit more about that. Um, I just, I just wanted to ask a, a, a couple of questions. So, look, people, people uh, might really like the idea of learning how to move sustainably. 
Um, maybe, maybe you could give uh, our listeners a couple of tips, like some things that they could go and implement pretty much immediately that you okay. think that could help them to start moving a little bit more sustainably from today. Clean water, organic nutrition, mm-hmm. and volume. You want to make sure that you're doing movement every day, but you're fueling yourself initially with things that are going to make you want to move. If you're putting the wrong nutrition into you, you're going to decrease that initial like barrier. You're going to increase that initial barrier to doing exercise. Um, so starting off with taking those kind of things into awareness. In terms of your movement, stand up straight. Make sure that you know how to activate your core or sign up for one of my classes where I can teach you how to do that and know how to align your posture because that is a start point for every exercise that you do. So to be able to align your posture, we're going to have feet underneath knees, underneath hips. And the marker for the hips is the bony point just at the top. And then you want the rib cage to be resting nicely over your hips. And then your shoulders to be resting over rib cage, hips, knees, and then ankles. Feet neutral, so parallel. And this is just a standard position that you can start to get used to maintaining and just feeling the difference between any sort of resting position and the standing neutral posture. To be able to then stabilize your spine, what I would say to do is to just feel your core relax and then, like a belt, if you place the belt around your abdomen and then just tighten it, just start to feel the transverse abdomini or TVA contracting and compressing inwards around the spine. And as you feel that draw in, you might be able to then feel a little bit of tightness around the rib cage. So you're going to breathe in through your nose and then hold that. And you're going to start to feel more muscle activation in your core and on your back. And then holding that position, you'll start to feel a little bit of a, a tingling or a shaking. And then when you can't keep that compression around your core anymore, stop, relax, that's your rest. When we do exercise, a really fundamental focus is that we don't, um, we don't allow movement to continue after our core and especially our internal core system, our internal core unit, our TVA to start to um, fatigue. If we can't stabilize our spine at an intrinsic level, Doing movements out there doesn't matter because you're going to be getting yourself to get worse whenever you do anything because you're getting better at doing that thing. Practice doesn't make perfect. It makes permanent. Perfect practice makes perfect. I love that. I love that. Do you know what? This is exactly what my old um, basketball coach used to say to me when I was at college. says, there's no point just practicing it if you're not going to get the ball in. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can't. That's it. You don't practice missing. You practice getting it in, right? Uh, yeah, so you're right. And the thing is, is that if you if you say, for example, you take someone that's got a bad movement pattern and you stick them on the squat rack and they squat and they can squat, not necessarily squat well, but they do squat and they do that a thousand times. Do you think that that repetition is going to get better or worse or stay exactly the same? And the thing is, is staying the same if it's bad is just as bad. I really really important point then um from a a neurodevelopmental approach in terms of how we learn patterns and start to integrate those patterns into what we do it takes about 300 to 500 repetitions of a movement to be able to create a motor engram 
and that is the ability to be able to recall um, a, a movement at reflex. So when you start to have your reflexes or your, your default patterns are things which are faulty patterns and you do more of them or faster or heavier or you're tired when you do them, you're learning more at how to do the things which are creating damage. And it takes about 3,000 to 5,000 repetitions to be able to correct one of those motor engrams. You're much better off doing it right the first time. First time, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Patrick's office. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is it, this is it. And, and the thing is, is that I'm just this, the adjustment's just the start. It's always just the start. Like this is the thing is that, um, you know, we as chiropractors are, you know, there, there's a spectrum of what, what, what chiropractors will manage, but the first thing is just getting some movement back because <laughs> a lot of people that come into our offices, just they not even aren't moving badly. They're just not moving at all. Yeah. And it's, and it's creating, it's creating some change for those people. And yeah, it's do you know, we could probably talk about this stuff all day. If you let us. Okay. So I just really some nice stuff that's come out there. So obviously setting yourself up sustainably, fueling yourself sustainably, moving sustainably. Now I, I just quite like to ask you something. So you, look, you, you obviously didn't get to this stage straight away in your career. Like you didn't understand these principles really early on. But nope. say, say for example, like you've now been out of university, what, four or five years? Yeah, four years now. Yeah. So if you could go back four years ago, five years ago to that, that Tiamo that had just graduated from university and say, ah, oh, you should really know this now, like learn this now, because it's going to save you such a headache in the future. Like I call this a Terminator question. If you could go back to Terminator back in the day and, and warn, warn him about the robots all taking over. What, what message would you send to past Tiamo? Um, okay, so look after this body like it's your best friend. If you feel like you don't know yourself, nature is the best teacher. Worry is a misuse of your imagination. And stay with your breathing more than your thinking. You're never going to get lost in the pain. Smile. It's the best thing you can wear and a gift to everyone you share it with. Stay smiling. Your brain will release feel-good chemicals. And a moment later, after feeling good, you'll be appreciating your choice in the past to make happiness your choice in the future. And, um, yeah. Don't be afraid to open up. Vulnerability is strength. Yeah. Yeah. 100% true. Like I leave, I definitely, I, I do this on purpose. I do this with my patients in, um, in practice. I try to let people know stuff about me and not necessarily always the good stuff. You know, sometimes you do need to let people know that you fail because there's nothing wrong with failing. There's no, never, ever been anything wrong with failing. It's recognizing when you have failed so that you can teach your ways to pick yourself back up again. So really like, I really like that. And I, you know, I think that's a, you know, it's a really, it's a really nice mantra to, to kind of like live on. And yeah, I just, I just think that's a really nice way to, 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 to kind of live your life. And, and the, the idea of smiling all the time is true. Like the thought, the thought changes the physiology. It changes your brain biochemistry. 
And, and that biochemistry in large actually affects the way that our organs and our nerve tissues are going to communicate. And overall, that is going to reflect in your health, your happiness, and your overall life. That's it. Um, yeah. Something that's really helped me throughout my journey is to realize about that interconnectedness with everything um, and to begin to integrate myself as a part of the whole. I am a living being. Um, on this planet and simultaneously I am this living planet mm, 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 mm. amazing amazing so look I, I know that there's so much more information that we could give people but like I say we we may have to do this again because I just know that, that there's so many other conversations that we could be having right now however 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 I want I want people to have this opportunity because I know that the people would have found some value in the conversation that we've just had today uh, and some people might want to learn a little bit more so like you said some people might want to learn how to be able to activate their transversus abdominis. Some people might want to learn how to move more sustainably. Uh, some people may have seen, because you've got an Instagram page as well, right? Yes. Um, and you, infinitebeing.co. Yeah. And you show you show a lot of like the types of training and stuff that you do, because we've done, like I've trained with Tiamo on a number of occasions. Like I've done, I've done personal training with Tiamo, uh, which is how I know how good his knowledge actually is. Uh, and we've done some really funky stuff with um like the medicine balls with the ropes uh stuff like, stuff like the maces the indian clubs uh loads of kettlebell work uh you know we've even got stuff like the ropes and skipping ropes and the bands and just like anything that's not a barbell <laughs> like or a dumbbell we pretty much <laughs> we pretty much used it and we pretty much both still use them now yeah. Uh, and, and for people that obviously jump onto our Facebook channel and have seen me swinging maces around, if you think the stuff that I'm doing is interesting, you should see what this guy's doing because, you know, this guy has <laughs> definitely had a lot more practice than I have. <laughs> so I'm going to give uh, Tiamo the chance to just tell us a little bit more about his companies because he's got two. He's got his Infinite Being Co, which is uh, really his personal development and personal training program and some of the stuff that he's doing there. And then he's got his Infinite... Uh, being CBD as well, because you, you, you're you not only looking at helping people on like a physical point of view, uh, you know, you're very much a believer in uh, almost traditional based medicine that isn't, that is uh, more natural. And there's obviously a lot of research going into the CBD. And, you know, some people might be a little bit confused, because obviously, with CBD, a lot of people think of cannabis, which has got a negative stigma. Uh, but sure. CBD is obviously the non psychoactive and has been shown to help like many, many people. Maybe you could just tell us a little bit more about uh, Infinite Being Co and Infinite uh, Infinite CBD Co as well. Superstar. Um, yeah, so Infinite Being, I started to realize that I needed to um, create a company that would allow me to expand what I do in a way where I can teach people on a, on a bigger scale and I can start to teach other people how to do the coaching that I do. I used to work in a commercial gym quite a lot and I would see that um, everyone had their different strengths and also everyone had their different areas for improvement. And by taking a holistic approach, there would be ways which I could encourage people to apply more mindfulness or to do an exercise like this and to consider different things. And that allowed me to be able to realize, oh, actually people need like a general induction to being and exercise. So I decided to create that. We call it ITBI, um, induction to being and exercise. 
it's a way that you can sort of understand you are in this vehicle it's part of everything you're part of everything but you're in this vehicle did you know how to drive it did you ever get given information or a test to ensure that you know how to optimally navigate your way through life um that's what i'm doing in ipi and i'm encouraging all of my clients to be able to practice the wellness routine such as meditation and journaling um, to be able to apply themselves differently to just the physical exercises. This helps people to grow in a variety of ways, but also helps them to be able to improve their own um, self-direction. We call it self-authoring. Um, it allows people to be able to write down and actually focus their intention on what they want to manifest rather than just existing as uh, mostly the experience of subconscious programming. Um, so creating a global elevation in consciousness is part of the prime objective of human being um, and something that has really helped me is CBD um, that was something which I have used in different ways in my journey and because I wanted to make sure that I was focusing my energy entirely efficiently um, I decided that I was going to try CBD and that changed the game for me that was entirely exactly what I wanted from um, we have to call it a food supplement just because um, where the regulations are, there is a little bit of a question with uh, people being allowed to think that it's medicinal. And we, you're not allowed to say that it has medicinal effects. You can't talk about the anti-anxiety. You can't talk about the anti-stress effects, the anti-nausea. You can't talk about how it can help you to go to sleep. You can't talk about any of those things. So it's really good for people to go and do their own research onto CBD and just make sure that they're educated beyond what um, the social norms or stigmas are. Um, but in terms of the actual bodily effects, you have lots of different systems within this body. And the endocannabinoid system is really important for homeostasis. Um, and that's essentially maintaining balance within your body. Um, and whenever you deal with a stressful situation, you release a certain amount of uh, endocannabinoids or cannabinoids endogenously inside. And that helps you to be able to deal with stress. But the first time that you deal with a stressful situation, you're not producing an optimal amount, so you will feel that stress. In anticipation for the next time, your body will start to adapt to that and be able to then deal with it more efficiently. However, we are living a lifestyle uh, uh, as a whole society right now which is umpteenth levels beyond the usual stress that we're used to in so many different ways from food to movement to radiation and all of these things put a stress on the body to the newspapers so, yeah anything that creates a level of stress in the body in, in any of those different type of ways um yeah. when when you are able to produce enough endocannabinoids you feel relaxed and you don't become so inflamed because of the release of all those kind of chemicals within your body from feeling stressed. When you then start to feel relaxed, you have the energy that you need to then be able to focus on healing. Because of the high levels of stress, most of us aren't able to focus on healing very well and people start to get sort of degenerative chronic diseases like arthritis and stuff. When, you know, that's not really natural. If we were living naturally and we had less stress, then we would feel better. And CBD is able to provide an abundance of endocannabinoids 
that we can consume under the tongue um, as a preferable way. That's how we advocate it in my company. And that allows you to be able to absorb those cannabinoids and be able to have all of the benefits which you should go and research. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's really nice. It's really nice to hear. Uh, and, and it's really interesting because, again, the, the listeners uh, of this show will probably probably notice how you speak very, uh, very similarly to a chiropractor. <laughs> So uh, I think this is about our uh, ninth or tenth show. I forget now, uh, but it, it's it's interesting because obviously chiropractors are obviously trying to advocate, obviously getting the spine moving properly and get the neuron system uh, firing properly. But then the lifestyle that goes alongside that is so 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 important. So what we'll do is if anybody wants to be able to get in touch with Tiamo or find out a little bit more over about Infinite Being Co. As far as the uh, exercise and sustainability and movement and mindfulness program is concerned, or if they want to learn a little bit about infinite being CBD, uh, what we'll do is we'll tag uh, all of his pages in the description. So we'll put his Instagram page in there. We'll put his Facebook page in there. We'll put all of his websites and stuff and we'll attach those to the descriptions below uh, this podcast. So if you want to find out a little bit more, you can look for those uh, tags in there. So Fantastic. Oh, and just to, just to add into that, um, mm -hmm. because of everything that's going on at the moment, um, we are now going to be starting online classes for meditation, breath work, posture, core strength, movement foundations, and then being able to progress to doing some of the, the more advanced stuff. You can use this time really productively right now to create strong foundations that will improve your life fully, like <laughs> through every aspect of life. And there's, and there's never, ever a bad time to start doing these things. And the thing is, is like people might go, oh, okay, so this guy's not in my town or in my area. Uh, but that's the thing now is that, this kind of stuff is now sustainable to be done over the internet, mindfulness and coaching and, and stuff like this, podcasts and, uh, you know, education. Like, I, there's pretty much, I think Oxford and Cambridge University are going to really struggle since uh, the, the uh, corona epidemic because like, everyone started doing their lectures online. Like, why would anybody pay so much money and time to go to, these universities when literally all of them are going to just do their courses online now that's it you can still you can still learn this like if you can or can't leave your house or you like feel like you have to travel somewhere you don't have to travel nowadays everyone is in your pocket <laughs> it's amazing the, in, the information for everything you ever need is now in your pocket it's uh it's called google <laughs> that's it <laughs> amazing amazing www.ecosia.com they plant trees for every search mate Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. So, um, I just want to just want to finish the podcast on just um one last question, and it is, if you can give us like a a final quote, uh, a line, or some words of wisdoms, or like a mantra, or like a gratitude that you like to live by, that you think that someone might find some value in today. Maori proverb. My success is not my success. My success is the success of my people. <laughs> hey, if you want to become one of uh, Tiamo's people and join his tribe, and I can tell you that that you know, look, joining this tribe, you're going to be joining, uh, you're going to be joining a tribe with someone that's got one of the biggest hearts and most genuine people that I probably know, and I think sometimes the idea of personal training is thought of as a luxury. 
this would be more than a luxury. This would be teaching you how to be sustainable and live in the body, which is your vehicle for a much longer period of time. I can tell you like, I've that's luxury. Yeah, I've yeah, that is luxury. That's top luxury. But it so sooner, it should, sooner or later, it shouldn't be a luxury. Number one concern, and when it does, you'll be looking back going, "If I did that, it shouldn't be a luxury. It shouldn't. It should just be the norm. It should be just the norm." So make make Tiamo your norm uh, today, because I, I like I said, I said I recommend uh, Tiamo to so many of my clients because I know that they'll they benefit so much from living more sustainably. So that's that's the sort. Is there anything else that you want to add on today, Tiago? You happy? Yeah, enjoy the sunshine, <laughs> guys. It's been so nice to hear from you guys again. Uh, this is uh, your host Patrick Cog signing out from another episode of Coffee with the Cairo, and we look forward to seeing you again so super super soon. Thank you very much for coming on with us, Tiago. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this information, please like and subscribe to our channel on your favorite listening platform. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share. We hope to see you next time for another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor with your host, Patrick Hogg.